up? It's me, Jason. How long gone? We are live and direct from Glendale. What's good, bro? We're live and direct from the Valley. It's a Valley-only episode today. <laughs> uh, live and direct, bro. Nothing. Just arguing about hip-hop in our group chat um, because some people that we know seem to think Nas is relevant. Um, and I would just like to clear that up on how long gone, Jason. Maybe in certain crypto circles, <laughs> but... When it comes to no, Nas music, is relevant to some people. So, what songs has Nas had besides the one classic song? He had Nas. Nas is like, which was one of his. That ain't shit, bro. No one knows that. I'm talking about they shoot. Okay, if I ruled the world was a big one. Oh yeah, that was a big one. But that was some kitty shit. I didn't like that, but that was a big one. There's also Nas is like, which was one of his earlier songs as well. Both of those are from the 90s. He has one mic from Stillmatic 2001, 9/11 year. All I need is one mic. Okay, we also have Hate Me Now. Oh yeah, that. Okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> how many of these songs? He also has, how many of these songs? He has the message. Oh, I'm not listening to any song called the message. That sounds like some Bible shit. How many of these songs, though, as a professional DJ? How many of these songs ring off in the club besides "They Shoot" and "Made You Look"? Even that song, I would never play. Even that song <laughs> doesn't ring. But is it? But is it because it's too dusty for you, or because it it actually doesn't work in the club? It's a. It's partially the dust, and then it's partially the fact that I'm from LA. So. The same reason why me playing some DJ Quick song, if I play that on the West Coast, it's gonna, it could be song of the Ugh. night. You know what I mean? Some classic West Coast, you know, like early Snoop. Yeah, or but you're, like but that. you're embarrassed to play that. Um, but you know, early but the Nas won't work in the same. What's more embarrassing than playing early <laughs> Snoop? Early Snoop is so embarrassing to play that in the club. That's crazy. No way. Early, there's some great early Snoop. I mean, like the first Dre album, the first Snoop record. Like, no, no, I'm not saying it's not. Unfortunately, it's not, there's some undeniable. No, tunes it's classics. There, I'm not saying they're not classics. I'm saying like as a DJ, you look dusty as fuck playing that. That in in almost every setting, that is correct. If done correctly, if done tastefully, if flipped in a new and fun way. You know, mixed into a different song that is like thoughtful and interesting, but it's most people don't try. So that. when you're back on the decks at Soho House, West Hollywood, are you thinking about a a Snoop Dogg Nas Olivia Rodrigo mashup type thing? <laughs> are you workshopping that? I I have not. It's it's on my to do, but it, I have not had a okay. chance to put down. To look, put that. down the Laird suit. Put down the Laird Superfoods and pick up the laptop, King, because it's time to fucking mash up. Okay, Z trip well, style. You already know. Shout out to my big dog Z trip. My big dog Laird Hamilton. <laughs> those checks are hitting a little bit better than those Soho House checks at the very moment. That could change. You know, it's still early days with COVID. There's a lot going on. So, but just as of now, my alliances are are with Big Dog Laird. Unfortunately, we this anything could change. You know, crypto's down. Crypto's up. My DJ career is down. My DJ career is up. Who knows? <laughs> Do you think crypto crypto king Nasir is going to have to go back to bad rapping because his crypto wallet is is taking such a hit today? I don't think the, his team is convinced that him releasing new music is necessarily going to be a cash grab winner. Mm. I think if he wants to, you know, if he loses his shirt when uh, when the Doge dips down thanks to failing Musk. I think his management is going to be like, all right, we got to go do like a like a South American tour, or like an Asian tour, like we got to go to mm. we got to go to places where where Nas can still make some big ass guarantees because I don't know, 
you know, like he if, if he is playing the Rolling Loud Festival, it's definitely like seventeen slots below Trippy Red. You know what I mean? And that <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Nas, yeah. you know, Nas will not be able to sleep at night with that level of billing. But that's just the the, the sad fact. But I just don't think that for for most people, and I, I don't want to get into this dusty convo, but Nas is not top five dead or alive for people, right, Jason? Like, there's other people in those slots that he ain't really getting in. <laughs> Nas is top five dead or alive for many people, but for dusty, many but, for, but like people. dusty New Yorkers only, or you're saying like globally? Uh, it's a skewed scale and list because anyone who would ever participate in a top five dead or alive. Good point. Good point. Good point. Has already thrown their their hat into the dusty ring. The, that's a, that's a given. Good point. So if the conversation is happening, you're dusty. So the the chance of Nas making list is quite high because of who's participating. That's right. That's right. And you know, especially if it's from New York, he's just like you know he can't be he can't be ignored because you know like him or or not his entry into the into the that art form is undeniable agreed no no look i i agree i just don't not unlike the work of joe budden Th- thank you i mean i, I think one th- of the architects i'm checking out Nas's clothing line history h-s-t-r-y and i did he was in coming to america too so he's i prefer what what's the what's the sorry to interrupt what's the our story what's that like the women's clothing boutique that they have at the mall Something other story. and and other stories is what you prefer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And other stories is definitely raking in a lot more money. Yeah, and other stories. stories is kind of is kind of like for hot chicks on a budget. When cost is too much, you know what I'm saying? You can hit you can hit and other stories, pick up a little You can find some low so you can find some little low key <laughs> and her story pieces if you're doing a pull, Chris. For basics. <laughs> they sell I don't want to put words in, but it, I mean if we're going to Palm Springs this weekend and we don't have time to do the real real shipping for like a floppy hat, if like a floppy hat is absolutely necessary, we can last minute pop into and her story and other stories and other poll that will get us through the weekend. No, sure. It in a know, pinch, in a pinch, we're not going to be putting it on our stories, but it'll get us through the weekend. No, in a pinch, I agree, and I, I wonder if 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 Nas has ever been there. You know what I mean? I wonder if he. I wonder if he in a copyright dispute if that ever came up. We'll have to ask his lawyers because they're going to be calling us. Those two bulldogs going into the same ring. I would hate to see the bloodbath of I just of what what shook out. Oh my god, it's just so dusty. I sorry, I just saw he announced some more shit with like mass appeal, like it's two thousand three, and I'm just confused. I'm just so well, confused. Well, speaking of dust, a lot of people were hitting you know a lot of people were hitting me up about the same, and also my life partner just texted me right now. Do not throw me under the bus with me and my and other stories. <laughs> You heard me yelling on. Sorry, sorry, babe. No, no, we're, we're shout out to end other stories and all, all the, all the, you know, less fortunate folks that have to shop there. We shout out to, we shout out to you. Um, Do not say the less fortunate <laughs> folks who have to shop. It's not. It's not like old navy. No, I'm this. just kidding. I'm just kidding. And other stories is perfectly passable. I'm just kidding. They also sell. They have a nice selection of 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 like skincare and apothecary. It's a very smart. Uh, very smart. The stores are laid out very nicely. Actually, their apothecary buy is better than expected, Chris. Well, it's owned by H and M. It's like a better H and M, but it's from oh Swedish. It's Swedish. That's why it's a little bit cooler than it should be. You know what I mean? Because it's high chandham. Yes, because it's because it's Swedish. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, people were. Okay. Anyway, speaking of dust, a lot of people were asking you, a master of the uh, JB universe, um, what we just need to untangle the web 
of Joe Budden that's been going on. I care not for this. It's too confusing for me. It's too confusing. He fired his co-hosts, and then they posted a Vimeo Okay, retort. he has a co-host. He has the one one white guy with a beard. Maul, Rory. Rory, who, Rory and Maul. Who, Rory would be you. I would be Maul, who's like a cool drug dealer. What, is, what does Maul do? What does Maul do? Literally, I think he's a drug dealer. I don't know. No one knows. Okay, so they're both... They're uh, both but his brother, is, his brother is, is... I believe his, his brother is the Rockefeller Records co-founder, Biggs. So he's good in the streets. Okay. You know what I mean? He's good in Brooklyn, anywhere, okay, anywhere. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Maul's the one I saw at Azalea Banks' if, if party. If he has a meeting, we're gonna we're not going to cancel a meeting from him. No. I mean, I saw. I told you I saw him at the Azalea oh, Banks' okay. party, and I was too intimidated to approach. So he fired you, them. Joe Budden different. fired them, like, on the air and, like, clowned them and said that, like, when him and Maul lived together, he Maul bought his own detergent and hid it in his room. <laughs> <laughs> Which is see that's a fine which insult. Is like, that's a fine. It's insult. fire. It's so good. But but it's so good. But then Rory and Maul let it breathe for like a week, and then they recorded their own retort in like a studio, and they put it on Vimeo for two dollars. <laughs> that 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 has been bootlegged. Like you can already get that on on like like people sent it to me. Like it's out here, and now they're just going. It's just like mud. And then Joe Budden got accused of like sexual harassment yesterday. It's like. It's true. I saw that. I saw. It. Was the name of the girl that accused him of? I don't know, but I, I don't remember. But she has like a she has a show on the Joe Budden Podcast Network because he's not only a podcaster, a rapper, and an Amiri hat wearer. He's also a, a businessman. He's a mogul. He's a mogul. So I don't. He's a pod mogul. So and I think that I saw like some some somebody posted a video of that where he was like making all these sexually suggestive comments throughout the podcast, and then at the end, did the ultimate ultimate dusty move which is he did the let me get my where my hug at no he did not do it let me get a hug he did he did so he, he I, according to what i saw on this twitter video that was eight seconds long he was kind of like flirting with her and saying like sexually inappropriate comments this was a while ago i don't i don't think it was super recent yeah it was and then he, uh, then he hit her with a where my hug at and then went over and and they did a hug under the guise of maybe squashing the beef or like it's all good it's all it's but because she feel because she feel the chub through the rude sweatpants well that was the <laughs> the problem was the rude there he he did a clear and blatant kind of hip gyration oh like no dude come move. on like bro you're fucking like, 40 years old and you- he was doing a slow wine <laughs> and 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 this is happening on like a live stream video it's not you know, he he filmed this incriminating evidence himself. Big Joe Budden is his own worst enemy. Uh, and I mean, honestly, without Rory Maul, the podcast is nothing to me. Um, but I will probably continue to listen here and there uh, if it does make waves in the community. So you're Maul, you're Maul Nation. I'm Maul Nation. You're a Maul Rat. I'm, I'm a Maul Rat. Uh, and I don't even know. But the, unfortunately, Maul's personality is not one that could carry a show himself. He's a very laid back in the cut type of cat. He's an accoutrement. He's not the main core. He matches the hat to the Pumas. You know what I'm saying? He's like more worried about his his fit game. Ugh. And, uh, you know, I, again, I'm not clear where Maul makes money. I'm not a pocket checker. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, he said he had money when you're he, not not a pocket checker. I'm not a pocket checker. No, 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 Jason. Come on, I don't. Nah, nah, nah. But so it's been a t- it's <laughs> no, been a tough week not. for the the Joe the JBP boys, and they are unfortunately not not back to business. Uh, Joe Budden voice. We are not back to business. Thoughts and <laughs> prayers go out to everyone over there. We're we just want to let you know that we're riding with you, no matter what the outcome is. I will continue to not listen. But I would like to say, I would like to say, 
I would like to say yet again, Rory or Maul, if you want to come over, you know, if, if the if the if the podcast <laughs> if the podcast host is all up in the videos, you know, what I'm saying you want to come over to somewhere a little bit better you can come over to how long gone and we will we would love to have you tell your story to you know two hundred thousand white people that might have heard of you uh and also chris's claim and promise that we will not be all up in the episodes dancing and shit that is a claim that i cannot make i will in fact be all up in the all up that in the is episode. <laughs> chris does not speak for me when it comes to all up in the episodes but we do we should talk about our guest today um uh, he is not joe budden affiliated um, as we know his name is his name is yeah that's a good point we should ask him about this uh, his name is mikey alfred uh he is a director and owner of uh the clothing brand illegal Civ, which started out as kind of these like insane compilation videos uh his new movie on uh, north hollywood is out now um and it was produced it was produced starring vince vaughn starring vince vaughn cosgrove friend of the show a bunch of pro Mar- skaters. miranda cosgrove hot pro skaters it's all it's all there baby um, so let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's chat with, with young, young Mikey and see what's going down. Are you at home, Mikey? Are you in LA? Yeah. Yep. What neighborhood do you live in? I'm in North Hollywood right now. Yep. He's like, I really live this shit, bitch. <laughs> Drop a pin, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm in Glendale, so I'm only like 10 minutes away from you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's 818 on this side as well. 134, baby. Is that 818? Is that a different, is that a different area code? Yeah. 818 is like the Valley, Chris. No, no. And then 134 is the freeway. I, look, I know what the fucking numbers mean. <laughs> I'm just, I didn't realize that, I didn't realize that North Hollywood <laughs> and Glendale shared an area code. Really like the whole, valley the san Fernando valley mm-hmm. damn i love when i'm talking to two two la locals it turns into the californians from snl so quick it's crazy like a, <laughs> within t- within 30 seconds you motherfuckers mentioned a highway Wait, like that is not that's as boring as talking about the vaccine at this point you guys got to do better <laughs> <laughs> you guys gotta you guys gotta do I'm better sorry, chris so you're doing are you doing like a bunch of press for this movie virtually right now are you getting sick of it or do you love it nah i'm not doing a lot of press no it must be nice i thought you had to be out here peddling this shit you know what i mean it's a because <laughs> like we got because i saw the gq story but that was before the movie came out right yep is it streaming or what's the vibe where can, where can people see it if they want to see it because is it, it's not in theaters or it's going to be later so as of right now no theaters and just because the covid vibe you know mm-hmm. it's like not the same oh, yeah, yeah. yeah but how bad did how bad did this shit fuck your plan up oh my gosh <laughs> fuck everything up for real <laughs> But it guided us to the way it was supposed to happen, so it's all good. No, I know what you mean, and that's a good outlook on it. Like, yeah, it was more challenging, but ended up the way it was. It was this is the way it was supposed to be. Is kind of is kind of what. Did you finish filming it before COVID hit? Oh yeah, yeah, way before we we made the film. And just to answer that other question, it's on Apple TV, okay, and Amazon, okay, and okay. a few other places. Thank you for Nick for sending us a link, so we weren't able to support the film directly. But I'll make sure to Venmo you. Just let me know what the Vimo is for the, for, you know, we'll hit you nah, with nah, the, we'll, buy it all the 10 piece. Because we number two on the chart. Oh, nice. And we're trying to get to number one. Yeah. What's number one, though? Are we fucking with like an Angelina Jolie the movie? Liam Neeson, The Marksman. <laughs> it, it's pretty dope, though, actually. I watched it yesterday. Man, f- fuck Liam Neeson. Fuck his old ass. Watched, we're coming for man. the title. Nah, nah. It's number one for a reason. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> but we coming that for him, though. Point. We coming for him. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are coming that's gr- that's actually that's amazing but i think that's a testament to probably like 
I think that your generation, the people that want to support you are definitely like stream first, like happy to do that. Like that's how their brain is wired. Did you have the distribution signed pretty early, like before you started filming or or did you sell it afterwards? No, no. So the way we're number two on the chart is just the support of the skate community, the support of people who have just liked IC videos for a long time and, you know, who just support the whole movement, the whole vibe. And, uh, Hell no, we did not have distribution. <laughs> Only we, I tried to do the movie the regular way, pitched it and all that, and none of that worked. Just to explain to people though, because you know we're we're not all you know all of our listeners aren't Hollywood insiders like the three of us. But you mean you basically mean you 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 wrote you you had the you had the idea. You went to pitch meetings all over town, and you were trying to sell the movie to to get financing to to make it correct. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that didn't work out so well. Hell nah. People were just like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Skating? 50s music? Like, what? Well, I mean, yeah, the 50s music angle, you know, there is a little, you know, cinematic Bronx tale kind of Marty Scorsese energy to that. That makes sense to me. Skate culture is as big as it's ever been in the world right now. There's a bunch of hot young dudes in it. <laughs> yeah. All from the Disney yeah. Channel. <laughs> Vinnie Vaughn. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What do you, what is there not to understand about a this? couple of Baker po- Atibas in it? What else do these motherfuckers need? <laughs> yeah, what, right. what do they need? <laughs> That's but what you said. See, this is the way I feel about it. Is like even when we made the movie, right? When you watch it, if you see Dill as the priest, you're like, hey, like you laugh and you're like, okay. But then if you don't know who he is, you might be watching a movie and just be like, and it has a totally different vibe if if that's the way you're seeing it. You know what I'm saying? That exact same thing happened to me when I watched the movie with my, with my girl. I I know who Jason Dill is. I'm not like a skater, but I know who he is. I grew up in, in Huntington and he's, you know, he's been around forever. My girlfriend did not know who it is. She just thought it was some random dude. So when he was like a preacher, preaching to a church i'm like what the fuck is jason dill doing here he's he's actually doing a pretty good job at acting he killed it he killed it and then my girl is just like yeah okay that's a guy right Right. and then and then the opposite will happen where like i will not know who somebody like like my girl's relationship with iCarly might be deeper than mine because i'm an old head and she's younger than me and she's like oh that's that you know like and i i didn't grow up watching it like you guys did Mm -hmm. so it goes both ways that's true too but I think from a casting perspective, yeah, you covered your bases in a pretty interesting way. And I don't know if that, like, were these people that you had in mind and you went after them or did it kind of fall into place as, as like, as it was, as you were casting? Man, both of them fell into place. Yeah. Miranda and Vince. Yeah. I want to know how you got Vinny on board. Do you have, uh, <laughs> you got a story about that? Yeah, me too. I need to hear, we need to hear this. <laughs> the streets Man, need this. Bro. You saw him on Sex in the City and you're like, that's him. We need him. Nah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> this mom was you know always a g but carmen cuba she said you know man what do you think about vince vaughn for that role and when she said that it was like wow yeah you know like something about that makes sense he could be funny but then he could also be like i'm gonna be hard too put the hammer down when it needs to happen. when it needs to happen right exactly when the script calls for it when the script calls for it and then he can have the improv vibe too Cause that's something I really like, you know, like just go. So as a director, you let Vinny cook. You didn't, you oh, didn't for keep sure. the script. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, is that how intimidating is that as a, as a young director and you got, you got 
Vince Vaughn up there who's done a hundred flicks, do you just say like you do you, you're you know, mm. do you king, or are you giving him actual real direction? Well, the way I view it is he's a legend, right? And that's why we're gonna work together. When he's down and we're prepping, we're getting to see the scenes kind of already and we're hearing it between him and Ryder. So by the time we get to set, I don't feel as much like like I don't know because we already have done this a it's couple worked times. Out. It's and, worked out. It's worked out. Yeah, and now the table read was the table read was popping exactly. And now the vibes like okay, we already know what the script said. Now let's just like let it come out. You know what I'm saying? And see where it goes. You water the dirt. Let's let some flowers grow now. Exactly. Exactly. So by the time <laughs> you get the set on one of my movies, I want it to just be like you're comfortable already. You know. You, you feel like you're at home. Like. Mikey, you smoke weed? Real, just a side question. You smoke weed? Man, come on, man. You can't ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that because you're a role model to these kids? I just look at it like not everybody can smoke weed and do what they got to do. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. And I even see that with skaters where it's like some people, they could smoke every day, all day. Literally, they roll up, they smoke, they roll up again, and they still skate, and they get what they got to get done. Big shots to Beagle. <laughs> Man, a lot of people. But then other people, they let it take them off into this other path. So I do smoke weed. I'm not like ashamed of it or trying to hide it or anything, but I just try not to promote it because it's like it's not for everybody. No, I think that's responsible. I smoked weed every day for 10 years probably, and I thought I was on my shit, and now I look back and I'm like – yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really getting it done the way I thought I was getting it done. It seemed like I, I thought I was really getting it done. I was doing okay. You know what I mean? I was doing okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that the way that like, Jason, you're, you're like a nighttime. You know what I mean? Like I've done my stuff. I think that's the most responsible way to do a lot of things. You know, I, I, I think that's probably where we're moving. But yeah, I mean, skaters, bro, I don't understand. I talk about this all the time with, with, with my few skate friends that I have. It's like these guys, like when I was growing up, I mean, it was like all about partying. Like that was really like a big part of the culture and like you just power through. And I feel like now, and I would love to correct me if I'm wrong, but some of these guys are treating it more like it, like athletes. Like this is a career. Like I need to take care of my body. I need to like approach this a little differently. Is that something you've seen as well? That's still for sure. A part of it. Partying. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And like, let's not get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? Yes, 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 yes. I would uh, hate to get it twisted. The, I would hate to get it twisted. The Olympics, this is the first year, you understand? Oh, so yeah. there mm-hmm. are people who are treating it like that, kind of, yeah. I guess, because even then they're still partying. Even Tiger Woods was in the gym. Right. I, I look at it as like, as a skater, you don't need to be like up at 6 a.m. and shit and like eating yeah. egg whites or whatever. But like, <laughs> um, you know, you can't be like, partying too much you feel me and you also can't be too workouty exactly dorky. Exactly. you'll get a little too burn quisty and then that you lose the essence of whoa of whoa burn quisty is a legend whoa, whoa. <laughs> burn quisty i've never heard no, that my you- words my words not yours i love a burn quist burn in a in- but you know there's like but like <laughs> that's part of like because kind of the part of the skate culture is like is doing it with style yes and like making it look effortless and being like i'm a guy i just rolled out of bed i'm a girl i just grabbed my board and i just did something i made it look so smooth and effortless i didn't even take a shower like you want to have some of that that's part of it versus the 
you know, like I'm going to get my eyebrows waxed and I got my tank top on and I'm going to put my knee pads on and, and do that shit. Like, no, totally. That loses the essence, if you ask me. The Olympic shit is like, what's the feeling on that in the community? So from just what I'm hearing, it's a yeah. little bit of both. I feel <laughs> sure, like a lot sure. of people are stoked. Like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is the first year that they're welcoming skating. That's just crazy that now if a kid was a little and he told his mommy, I'm trying to do skating. And she's in her head like, oh, okay, maybe if he did that, he could get a scholarship and mm-hmm. go to the Olympics. That's not really like a thought before right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that part of it is dope. But then I guess I'm hearing there's just like a little bit of rules where you can't wear brands. And- Monster Energy is like, what the fuck? You, you're saying Nigel <laughs> can't wear a Nigel can't wear a snapback on the Olympics. This is crazy. But I feel that even all of that is all good. Yeah. Because it's the first year, so it's, of course it's not mm-hmm. going to be perfect. Like, it's all yeah, good. you got to figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think it's. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy because Jason and I are, are. You know, I don't want to say a lot, but we're older than you. You know, and I think that like watching skateboarding become like a much more viable and accepted like career path mm. um is something that i would not have expected you know what i mean so it's like mm. it's pretty crazy to see how far it's come since you know the 90s early 2000s even where it's like i feel like parents would encourage it now versus discourage it before couple questions about the movie I, when i was watching it i saw some stark similarities to the zach efron film we are your friends have you seen that <laughs> A piece of artwork he's like bitch no i ain't seen that also you gotta talk on the podcast you can't just you can't just shake your head no first of all yeah, you gotta say bitch <laughs> no when you're referring to tj he likes to be called bitch it's kind of his thing so i do it you feel free to do it as well so give it it's a story about a group of friends in the valley who are trying to make it out one of them gets a little big-headed kind of turns on his friends it's a very similar plot line to north hollywood except it's just about awful edm music instead of skating mm. give it a sh- give it a shot you might like it radikowski's in it at the very least i will for sure i will for sure because <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah. the coming of age like the coming of age kind of thing you know is is like a that story is so relatable to everyone no matter how you package it in a lot of ways like whatever like your medium is skateboarding that's what you grew up with so that's your medium you know what i mean i think that's like really what it comes down to and that's probably where jason is seeing the similarities but i i love coming of age i like to cry during movies you know usually that's um a sound bed that does that for me usually usually some music supervision will bring me to tears in the right moment <laughs> i have to mm-hmm. say that the zach efron movie did not do that so you know the the sorry jason the lcd sound system didn't have me speak, in my feelings speak for yourself bitch speak for yourself <laughs> there's, there's a couple moments there that get get a oh man misty eyed you cried because the check wasn't big enough you didn't cry you didn't cry at the <laughs> that was that was part of it <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Half check, half plot. Yeah, exactly. Half <laughs> check, half plot. Jason, what was your? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. What was your? What was your follow up? Your second question about the film. How do you feel about blowing up the smokehouse? So there's there's a restaurant in the film called the Smokehouse. It's it's in in like uni, like North Hollywood, Universal, Burbank area, by all the movie studios, like a Musso and Frank's kind of old steakhouse spot. Like they used to like bring you the rotary phone. <laughs> You know, so it's that sad. kind of vibe. Obviously, Mikey, you have uh, an affinity for things of that, you know, 50s, 60s kind of culture. There's a little, there's like a little drive-in old car scene in the flick. You're at the old steakhouse. You're playing the old 
you know, 50s, 60s, jazzy, jazzy music. What made you put on the cardigan back in the day? I grew up not too far from Bob's and Smokehouse and all that stuff. Bob's big boy for our listeners in Denver. Exactly. Um, and they do that old school car show that's in the movie every Friday in real life. So I grew up hanging out there and in the restaurant, they only play 50s music, you know. I never knew this until I was making the movie. The same architect designed Bob's Big Boy and Smokehouse. His name is Wayne McAllister. And um, he also inspired the circus liquor sign that we showed in the movie, too. That was from Clueless. You follow you follow that Instagram account, Valley Haunts? Nah. You should. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically just they just post old, funky-ass buildings from the valley like that. Yeah. It's right up your street. Yeah. So just as a kid, you just would go to Bob's Big Boy, listen to some, some doo-wop, and look at some Oldsmobiles. My, my pops, he had a, a, a penny color, like 1950-something Cadillac. So he would take it to Bob, you know? Saying. the copper caddy i would sit in the car with him exactly copper and it had that uh that little starry shine on it too you know so he had two cars he had the cadillac and then he had a drop top 1960 something mustang but then he ended up giving that to his brother my uncle kevin and he's been whipping it blowing in this wind <laughs> and shit yeah still to this day so does your does your family still live in in the valley? Or is your family all still over there? So most of my family is in LA. Not everybody's in the valley. There's only a few of us out here. The big majority of my family is in Louisiana. You know, I was sensing a little bit of a southern swagger from you as a fellow. I'm from Atlanta, so as a fellow southerner, I do sometimes sniff it out, but I didn't want to be presumptuous. <laughs> yeah, Eunice, Louisiana. Where, what the fuck is that? Eunice. Yeah, they're actually they're. There was a scene in the movie there where there was a little light gumbo talk real quick, right? Exactly. <laughs> light gumbo exactly. talk. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this this really is just uh, every part of your life poured onto the screen. Yeah, just different pieces, family members, friends, the producers, everybody. And one of the producers is Pharrell, right? Or is, is he the EP on it? He's a he's a producer. Yeah. Let's not get it twisted. But uh, yeah, Pharrell and Mimi, they're producers. The reason it matters is executive producers, they don't really be in it, you know? They don't do much. They don't do much. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a, when you that's just more of a title producer, I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You really are in it. <laughs> I want to write the check and say, don't don't call me until the premiere is happening. No, nah, don't call me till the, don't call me till the, the award season, bro. I ain't even trying to, uh-uh, I ain't trying to go to premiere. <laughs> don't call me until China picks it up. Yeah, bro. I want to see, yeah, call right. me, call me when it's in China and I get the. Okay. So Pharrell, so Pharrell had, uh, more than a financial piece of it. He was also helping you out. Like what, what exactly was he helping you out with? Him and Mimi came on after we had already shot. So they got to see an early cut of the film. You know, we showed it to audiences, showed it to more people, and mm-hmm. we would just keep tooling it, try to make it the best it could be before you drop it. You're you're seeing what's working, what's not, and then when you're like, okay, cool, like I feel like we got a dope movie, you can put it out. And then on the next one, when you start it, the movie is already better than the one before yeah. because you already learned. So as soon as you finish this movie, you were probably instantly just like, I can't wait to take everything I've learned and make another one. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask the Pharrell part of it because there is a scene in the liquor store where there is a mention of Just Water, which is his water <laughs> brand. 
Was that was that part of the little back end deal that we got to do a little quick pluggy or or is that all love? So the way that happens is actually so crazy. When you <laughs> mention anything in a movie, you have to clear it. Mm-hmm. And we were going to say some other brand and it was like, ah, oh, they're not responding. We're going to have to like make up a brand. Da, 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 da. We hit up someone at Just, hey, can we say your water company name and movie? They hit us right back. Go for it. So we ended up saying them because we're like, okay, at least they hit us back. Like at least they showed us some love. <laughs> That's like the same way we're releasing the movie, like Apple <laughs> TV. They were the ones that hit us back. So we're doing it. So I'm like, cool, we're going to promote Apple TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't promote me, if you don't want to talk to me, why am I going to promote you? Like, I like this. Hell? I like this approach. I like this approach. This is, this yeah. is smart. Do you reply to my emails? You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We're building, baby. If you respond, that's half the battle. But then that's why things are crazy, just how they work out. You know what I'm saying? Because when we did that, it's like he had nothing to do with the project. We weren't even thinking about that. Six months later or whatever, like, oh, perfect. You know? <laughs> what films in your life inspired this film? Um, you mentioned one before. I love Bronx Tale. That's one of my favorite movies. That's what I was seeing the most when i was watching it, yeah I say. love bronxdale and then rosemary's baby that's one of my favorite favorite movies Ooh, okay for okay, style okay. wise there's this movie road to italy that was big inspiration i really like gerwig greta gerwig what hold on bro hold on nah 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 <laughs> nah we ain't fucking we ain't fucking with gerwig on this side but i'm 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 i'm, I'm, I'm shocked to hear that which gerwig are you talking about greta gerwig ladybird <laughs> you like late no i know who I, <laughs> I know who greta gerwig is i'm saying you like ladybird that much <laughs> i like ladybird chris i like ladybird that movie fire you tripping <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chris, you are tripping. Look, okay, sorry, guys. Continue. We were making mid-90s. I was at Telluride. Eli, the producer on mid-90s, he's a producer of Ladybird. Yeah. And he's like, you want to come? And I'm like, hell yeah. So we're sitting there. I'm watching a movie. And the first scene comes on. You know how they're talking. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm thinking it's going to be, you know, one of those movies where everybody's just <laughs> blabbing and blabbing. And then she jumped out the car. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Greta's sitting right behind me, literally directly behind me. I turned around. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, really? I talking and yelling. So yeah, I like her. She's fire. <laughs> you were talking all through Ladybird. All through it. I can tell you right here. That's funny. Damn, Mikey ain't invited back to tell you right. They said, "Nah, man, take your movie somewhere else." You were too loud. <laughs> You kept asking for candy and shit. This is a professional gathering. Sir, we have rules here. <laughs> yeah, sir, we have but rules. But now that you say Ladybird, I do see a lot of I do see a lot of Ladybird in North Hollywood. Yeah, I really like that movie. And she's just a good filmmaker. She's a good director. And I just got put on to it too late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. seen Ladybird and was like, wait, Greta's hard. Like <laughs> I'm just <laughs> ready for her next movie. Like and then when I started to look her up, I'm like, oh, okay, she's an actor. And yeah, she's done all this other she stuff. She did these other movies. Yeah, she's dope. I love the organic discovery. I talk about movies forever. Uh, there's this guy, um, Italian guy, <laughs> and he has a movie, Investigation of a Citizen Above Suspicion. That's another good movie. And that one is good for like how to do a main character in a movie. But there was a lot of movies. Yeah, I, I'm like a big movie guy. I have 
thousands of DVDs, thousands. Really? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Blu-ray or just classic DVDs? Blu-ray and classic DVDs. Got to have both, and and then you got to have the double players because you got to have a player that doesn't recognize regions, so you could. You feel me? Like there was a movie Streetwise. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I had bought the DVD and then I was pissed. Couldn't watch it. It's the region. <laughs> Damn. That's tough. Yep. I too am a player who doesn't recognize regions. <laughs> what is your ideal movie setting? Like you, you said you watch tons of movies. You have thousands of them. It feels like watching a film is probably like you, you have your own way of doing it. You know, you get your little, you put your phone away. Maybe you get your little snack. You get your favorite chair. Like, how do you how do you prefer to watch movies? You got to do it at home now, obviously, because theaters are closed. Yeah, the best way is in the screening room. Oh, had okay. to fl- he had to flex on us, TJ. He had to be okay. like, you guys okay. wasn't there. Yeah, we go to a little. <laughs> we go to we go to Midtown Manhattan at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, and it's me and three guys from magazines you don't read, and we're just checking the movie out. That's what we. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, nah, man. Like we go over to Marty's house. I mean, over at Skywalker, they got a great little screen over there too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, like man, bro, making movies—that's art up on the screen like paintings you know so you got to be able to really see it okay so if you're at home then yeah what are you what, doing at home do you are you, oh, are, you a, are you the person do you put the phone down or are you oh, texting yeah. through the movie so i put the phone down depending on the movie um <laughs> okay. yeah but then sometimes too like i'm just weird I, I could be looking at my phone and really like the movie and really be into it but be looking at my phone at the same time like if i watch a movie at night I'll probably turn my phone off, you know, like leave it somewhere else. Well, okay. What about the snack game? What about the water game? What about the beverage game? <sighs> hey, what are you sipping on? Always water. Tall as <laughs> my shit. Man, hold on. Hold on, bro. Let me, I don't mean to pull up on you. You may have seen this before, but you we're gallon boys on this side. This is how we hydrate like over that. here. I like that. So you get the tall as shit water. You get the big, you get the 64 ounce just, you get the long Essentia, something like that. Yep. Yep. And then um no snacks really, bro. I'm not really snacking during the movie. Like popcorn, maybe, as long as I could get some butter. Mikey, are you a healthy are you a healthy eater or are you wilding out out here? Because you're you're young enough where you could probably still be eating crazy, but I feel like you have I've you have your moments. Man, bro. Like in Noho, it's all burger shacks, mm-hmm. breakfast burrito places. So yeah, bro, I'm a terrible eater. Terrible. <laughs> I eat burgers, hot dogs, stuff like that every day. Next question is obvious. What's the workout program looking like? Because like, you need to be young forever, <laughs> Chief. Let me just tell you right now, life comes at you fast. Right, right. So I skate <laughs> almost every day. Okay, that's cute. But I'm talking about, are we in the weight room? You know what I mean? Are we like, come on. No, man. no. And, and then I, I swim. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay that's good. And then uh, on the weekends, sometimes I'll do the bike where you go into the room and it's 100 degrees. You mean a spin class? You doing a hot soul cycle? I don't know what soul cycle is, <laughs> but there's a place in NoHo. Okay. And um, a girl that I know, Callie, she teaches the class. Okay. That shit is fire. That's a good workout too. <laughs> so just an hour long, they're blasting Tiesto. You're sweating Blast- like a motherfucker. No, 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 no. It's like money bag, yo. Okay. We're like on that vibe. Yeah. Damn, I might need to join you. For, this sounds, yeah, this sounds right up my alley. I might have to join you because I know I don't look like it, but I have great rhythm on the bike, just so you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I Mikey, do you have, 
Did you invest in the in the bike shoes with the clips on them, or do you just pull up in the Converse? Man, bro, I couldn't take it that far. I swear. <laughs> I can't take it that far either. I couldn't take it that far. I went like the first five, six times and I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. <laughs> and I went to get him and I was just looking and I'm like, bro, come on, bro. <laughs> 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 it just looks funny. I don't even know what it is. The yeah. problem it's, is it's a little too extra. The problem is with that is it makes it easier to do. So it's like a it's like a functional thing, but I can't do it either. It like actually makes you better at the task because it, it secures the foot, obviously. Mm. But I'm with you. It's just it's a little mm. funny, and you got to carry them. You got to have a tote. But you got to bring all this stuff. It's just it's a different. It's a big it's a big step. <laughs> it's a big step. Thought about this a lot. Right. I, it makes me feel like it makes me feel like okay, right here it's for fun and it's a good workout. When I get my own shoes, it's like, okay, now we're like crossing into like, yeah, it's different. Yeah, I like to do this. Like, you turn into a cyclist overnight. Yeah, exactly. Right. What, what kind of shoes do you wear to skate in, though? You can catch me in the Adidas, <laughs> but then you can catch me in some vans. I don't have a deal with any of the companies. So, a lot of sneaker industry professionals listen to this show. We're going to see. Vans are such a West Coast shoe you know and an everyday life thing it really is a culture here and in such a different way than the east coast it's kind of crazy to me because like th- literally every type of person in california will show up in vans it- it's not like a cool guy thing it's not a skater thing it's like a cultural thing and that's taken some getting used to for me it's a very different approach is it kind of similar to tim's though <laughs> i mean it's, it's the cali tim's it's the cali tim's in some ways yes but it's more like i could never i have a whole thing like i'm a white guy i'm not wearing tim's like that ain't for me i look crazy Crazy. like i don't accept that like i will not do that i just won't do it all um, right <laughs> i got a question for you this might this might answer the question then so in california it's not too rare to go to like the bro's wedding and everyone is wearing like crispy vans you know for sure we've all seen that for better or for worse but there's also probably weddings where everyone is wearing Tim's. No, like, there's not, bro. No, there's not. Straight out of the box Tim's. No. There has to be a Tim's Can wedding. Can you imagine pulling up to the wedding in the double-breasted Ralph Lauren with the beef and broccolis <laughs> on the feet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, as a, as a wedding shoe, the Vans is going to be better than... <laughs> than the butter tins. No, it's definitely going to be. I mean, a Vans is a, is a shoe that you can truly wear. I mean... It's ageless too. Like like my dad could wear Vans and it doesn't look crazy. You, you know what I mean? It's there's a, it's a rare it's a rare thing to have that kind of kind of footwear. Totally. But Vans, when I was growing up, you didn't skate in Vans because it was like the puffy era. It was like action. You know what I mean? Hey, like I'm, I'm trying to stop talking about Vans though. I don't want to talk about Vans anymore or any of these companies. They not. <laughs> Who are they? Who are they? Who are they? <laughs> not like that. Not like it. that. But. No, you're, you're smart. Like you're that. smart. I mean, I I, I understand. No, no, no. But where? So are you running? So you're running the? Are you running the clothing business every day too? Not really me. My man's an auteur. He can't be in the lab like that. Yeah, you got to have a full staff. Right. <laughs> we have a dope team though. Like, how many people are we talking about? How many people you got? How many people working for you right now? <laughs> um, man, just enough to get the job done. It's not a big team. <laughs> we we keep it super small and nimble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. No, I really don't do anything. I just get the stuff in the mail and put it on. That's the best possible approach to business ownership. I really, I really like that. Yeah, because you know I'm a big polo guy myself. I noticed that's is that your go to? Do you love rocking a polo? I do, I do. I just like a collar. What what brand polo are we rocking with? His own. 
Illegal Civ. If it's not an Illegal Civ polo, then what? what is the polo brand that you're reaching for? I don't even know any other brands. <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> Man, this guy really is about his business. Yeah, I, like, I didn't know that there was other clothing companies. You're saying that people right, make yeah, clothes? Everything. I didn't know that, bro. I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> nah, That's nah. crazy. But, you know, growing up, everybody loves Ralph Lauren, bro. Period. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. King of the polo. Period. You can't deny it. I would go. I would go. I wear Uniqlo only because they're unbranded and two button. I don't like a. I don't. I don't like a three button. I need two buttons only. Nah, Uniqlo is fire. Uniqlo is the best. And then, but I, I find that because you guys do the embroidery on the collar, and I've flirted with that before for some of my um, extracurricular projects. And it's a nice touch. <laughs> I really like the embroidery on the on the. It's it's. Because the the chest hit, we've seen it. Lacoste has done it. Polo's done. No one's going to do it better than them. But the the collar is a nice is a nice detail, and it does it it. it mm. um, I feel like it it demands a more premium price as well. Mm. Get those margins up. You gotta get the margins up, bro. So so, Mike, do you already have <laughs> the next film ready to go, or is it still percolating? Uh, is it still being developed? Man, so the next film we ended up working on kind of all of quarantine every day during the shutdown in LA, I would just like work on the script, tool it. And I'm not like a writer, you know what I'm saying? But I like to just get out like, these are just stories and just stuff and people. And this is just all this stuff. And I like to give that to a writer and be like, you know, kind of whittle the sculpture out of that. Here's all the ingredients you got, you, you build it. Right. So what's cooking? Give me a taste. And just go ahead. Before you get started, I just want to, you know, just put it out there. If there are any walk-on roles for two late 30s podcasters, you know, we are available. We are not SAG. There's a podcast scene. <laughs> yeah, there's a podcast scene. Let us know because yeah, no we can step in. There's some other podcasts out there, but you don't want them. Okay, just just go ahead and clear that. But continue. Let me, continue. Let me be real, though. You guys are going to have to audition. You're not going to just get the role. I'm not above auditioning. Well, I'll talk to my agent. Jason... Hold on, I'm gonna call. Let me call William Morris real quick. I we don't. It depends. We'll have to look at the. We'll have to look at the rate. How many shoot days it is, but we can talk about it. We're we're willing to discuss that. I, I legally can't be in the same room as Joe Budden, so please don't make us go on the same day to audition. So wait, you make all your you make all your homies audition though. Sure. Yeah. Just because you can skate does not mean you can act. Yeah, I agree. Like I don't that look, one. I don't know. Even for you know, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't make movies, Jason. So I'm trying to understand Mikey's process. You didn't make Vinny Vaughn audition though, right? I mean, it's not an audition, but it's like screen test. It's more like like all right, for real. Like here's the script. Forget who any of us are. You feel me? We're all just people. What what's what's your vibes on this? How are you feeling on this? Are you gonna are is, are you riffing with it and you know, we did a little rehearse, talk it out, and Vince is looking at me like that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like he's just down to work with me, too. And when we're working on it together, everybody's just kind of feeling that vibe of like, okay, cool. You know, this feels good. So it's not like an audition, like, oh, like, sit down and, like, read it. But hell yeah. like It's a, it's a, it's a classic Hollywood vibe check. Yeah, like, let, let's make sure this shit is working right. Like, no cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, no so, wait, what's the is. second? So, what's the new movie? Where, what, where, where are we going with this? Like, what, where are we going? Hey, so look, during Corona, it was just every day. And I ended up finishing the second movie to a degree where we have like a little booklet. Like, you know, we have a vibe. And now I'm like working on a TV show. So, uh, we're going to see. You feel me? 
Okay, well, you 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 ran down some of the the film influences. I'm I will ask for your letterbox username at the end of the show but what tv shows mm. have inspired you for, for this for this episodic journey don't say friends or this podcast is over man i don't even really like tv that much i love the sopranos i love the wire i love a lot of the classics you fucking with mad men never seen it is that blasphemy? Is that terrible? Come on, if you're really a '60s bro, you gotta watch it. That is your preferred era, from what we've learned today on the show. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know who George Lois is? George Lopez? <laughs> no, no, George Lois. Yeah, the the designer. The the designer. Yeah, he did ads, and he he. I don't know if Madman's based on him, but. I know that they got some vibes from him. He did a bunch of Esquire covers yeah, yeah. in the sixties. Famous, and the famous Esquire covers. Ones. The famous Esquire covers. He, he was the way I even found out what Batman was. So, but then it made it weird for me to watch it because I'm like, I'm just feeling like it's George Lois, but not like all the way. So it's just making me feel weird, you know? Like finding out about it through him threw me off. So that's why I didn't watch it yet. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. You'll it'll come to you one day. Sure. <laughs> You'll hit the backwoods and finally accept Mad Men into your life. <laughs> Jason loves Mad Men, though. J- Jason's on a Mad Men agenda all the time, pushing it on people. I'm an ad guy. What what can I say? Right. I mean, I remember when it was out. I mean, it was popping when it was out. I watched some of it, but like, I don't know, man. I just don't. Watching a show for eight seasons to completion, I, I just don't. I don't know. How many seasons is it, Jason? Six? I seven, maybe. But I mean, same as Sopranos. A- another great show that's really slept on is this show... Um Dennis Farino is the lead of, I want to say it's called Chicago, but uh, it was like an 80s organized crime TV show that was on like regular cable. It actually had like the dopest art design, sick cinematography. You know, at the beginning of that Quentin Tarantino movie where they're spinning around the table? Yeah, yeah, of course. There's an episode, like maybe episode three or something of this show where it's the same actor, Michael, from that Quentin Tarantino movie. And they're sitting around a table chopping game. It's not the same type of shot, but... You're talking about crime? Is it called Crime Story? Crime Story. That TV show is dope. And it's so random and slept on. It's like nobody watches. So how do you how do you find something like that? Like, did somebody put you on, or were you just like up late? Like DVDs, every movie, every TV show. I would go to the store and buy it, and then watch it. That's how I found out about it. So what are you doing with all of your DVDs now? Are you going to keep them for the rest of your life? Oh, for sure. I just been building a collection. I like that because most people I know who have had huge DVD collections. At this point in their life, they're like, all right, what am I going to do with all this shit? But you are like, I, I need to keep stacking it even more and more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love the DVDs. <laughs> the quality is always good. There's no buffering. Have a um, Sopranos signed. That's something else you can't get with the streamers. <laughs> if you see somebody filming, what are you going to tell them? Sign my uh, email confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> Can you sign my email confirmation is depressing as hell? <laughs> sign my Amex bill that says Netflix twelve ninety nine next to it. <laughs> a real collector's item. A real collector's item right there. Mm-hmm. The DVD collection is your you gotta you're gonna have to donate that one day. You know what I mean? That's your that's your It's gonna be in the Smithsonian one day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mikey, thank you for joining us, King. This was fun. Yo, thank y'all. Appreciate you. North Hollywood 
Watch that shit on Apple. Let's get man to number one. We're at number two, so let's get to number one. We'll push you over that hump. Don't you worry you'll get about the, it. You'll man. get the how long gone bump. You ain't ready for this. You ain't ready for this. <laughs> We're going to come find you at the hot spin class with no shoes on, money bag yo blasting, <laughs> sweating like a hoe in church. I'll bring the big Essentia. Okay, last question. Bob's big boy. What's the what's the salad dressing? Let me be super real with you, bro. Please. The only thing that I like to eat at Bob's Big Boy is the tea cake. Tea cake? The fuck? And they don't even make it. They get it from a place called Martino's. That's in Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> the burger at Bob's is cool, but the best burger in LA is Burgers Never Say Die. Maybe number two. I agree with that. It's for the win. And then maybe Pine Burger. Number three. And pine. So you really know your shit is what it sounds like. Yeah. Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Love burgers. Now, unfortunately, I don't like the aesthetic of burgers. Never say die very much, but mm. just flavor wise, it's fucked up. That is the, by far the best burger. And I've it's ever like, had I don't want to lead people to be like, get a burger at Bob's. Like go to Bob's on a Friday and see the car show. And you're going to have fun. Get you a cup of coffee and a nice slice of tea cake. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have fun. Yeah. And then <laughs> the food there, like, it's cool. The food there is bad. You can be honest. Nah, nah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just cool. It's just cool. I grew up eating the blue cheese from Bob's Big Boy. Oh. I feel like, I don't know if you're a blue cheese dressing guy. Man, I actually, I'm blue cheese over ranch. Like at Wingstop, I get blue cheese and honey mustard. You really are eating good. I like it. <laughs> Well, let's double up on those workout classes because the way you're heading. Hey, man, I'm going to keep swimming. I'm going to keep, I'm going to stay good, man. I'm not going to get fat. I like that. We believe in you, Mike. I believe you. I believe you. Thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, call us. <laughs> call us when you need podcasters for, for the next movie. We're here for you, bro. Anytime. Anytime. Right. Appreciate you. Later, Mikey. Mm-hmm.